little sleepy this evening. Got to we got to get him like we got to get him a little amped up. Zach, we got to bring some energy and and revive our sweet toilet boy. You're like what? You're like one of those toilets that like doesn't flush with power. You know, it just sort of like drains more yeah, than it low flushes. Flow, low flow toilet. There's yeah, two like, T's. Yeah, like one of those like you know the you know the toilets I'm talking about. They're like oh, really you mean old the one and, like the super circular ones. They're not like they're more of like a circle than an oval. You mean the one in uh, Kevin's parents' house? Where there were like the drain somehow came in at like a downward <laughs> yeah. angle, and like a, a light pee in that toilet would seem to really tax its ability to <laughs> drain and flush. Yeah, it was like you had the you had you had the drain, and then on the side you had like you had the like bobsled luge coming it, it, down it, and like it was finishing. like a trickle. <laughs> it was like a small trickle to try and like open up the stop to get into the S curve. It's like what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> Yeah, there's two T's in toilets, a capital in the front and a lower at the end, and I feel like two lowercase T toilets right now. I need you guys to lift my T up today. Well, I think we can do that. Uh, Zach, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll kick us off. Welcome to Midworst Podcast, mm. a narcissistic pursuit where we try and cheer up Mr. Toilet. My name is Zach. My name is Luke. My name is Mr. Toilet. Uh, my kids could tell that I was a little off this week. They said, Mr. Toilet, why are you so sad? And I said, well, it's been two weeks since I've podcasted with the boys. So, <laughs> oh. you, see, you see, when you get to be in your late 20s and 30s, there's a certain thing that happens to men. Your, your T <laughs> starts to decrease, young children. And I'm not talking about your Lipton, all right? Oh. <laughs> you have to start taking nootropics uh, endorsed by Frank Thomas to get your T back up that are only uh, advertised from 2 to 4 p.m. in the afternoon on reruns of Judge Mathis. Those are the type of things that you want to ingest and put in your body as you start to get a little bit older. Speaking of uh, Frank Thomas, big hurt. Uh, our boy Zach is sporting a a noted Cubs fan is sporting a Chicago White Sox hat today. Have you jumped ships and crossed crossed over? Listen, listen. I have not jumped ship. I have not crossed over. But I do like the hat. I do like the look. I like the classic black and white. I wear a lot of like gray and black mm. and white mm. and those kind Pat- of colors. So like Pat- it- Patagonia fleece. And this is a, black I'm wearing a Patagonia fleece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my black my black Patagonia jacket. I mean, when I play Gray golf, Patagonia too. jacket, light blue Patagonia <laughs> my, jacket, my like stone color one. My stone Patagonia jacket. Even the uh, sweatshirts that I wear are like black, white, gray. As you know, we're noted grout fit wearers in this podcast. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, I just like the I like the I like the coloring and the way it looks. It's a classic hat. You look good in it, but I feel like the hat is wearing you versus you wearing the hat. So fair enough. Just give me some time and let it, uh, let it, let it sink in. I mean, I, I sent, I sent one picture to our friend Chewy, and his response was screenshotted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that will be used as blackmail at a later date. I don't, I don't really when care. when Luis Robert is absolutely fucking raking the Cubs. This year in the Crosstown series, that's going to come back up again. Yeah, Zach, the, with your lips pursed. Cross, the, the BP Crosstown Cup. Oh, believe me, I have to listen to that Jason Benetti call of the Eloy Jimenez home run. Thanks, Cubs! Every single time. 
Do you guys think Tony Larusa? He looks like a guy who just smells like coffee at all times. Like he's got oh. like that nasty coffee breath. Yeah, yeah. Old guy mm-hmm. coffee breath. Is, Old guy is coffee. The breath. worst. You guys work with any people like that? Uh, yeah, me. Me. <laughs> me. Yeah, it's probably me who's that guy because I'm the only guy who I work with. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Ooh. I, I I drink a, I drink a ton of coffee as documented on this podcast, and so, sometimes yeah. I I can like if I'm standing close to like an object, like and if I breathe out too hard, I can smell mm. the that sort of stale like like mm, it's like did you did you even brush your teeth like this past week? It's like that sort of feel. Yeah, you're just 20 short years away from being that guy in your own office, Zach, so that will head start. <laughs> I'm a pretty habitual gum chewer when I'm at the office, though, especially mm. if I'm not mm. speaking toilet. Yeah. I know that you probably can super duper relate to this, um, working in a school and needing to speak all the time, but I, I chew gum constantly oh. at work. So this well, is one. Go ahead. Yeah, you guys can't chew gum, though, right, toilet, because like, it's contraband for the kids. Yeah, we have mints that I give out, and I, apparently there's some study that came out like if you chew on peppermint, it helps with like memory recall or something. I don't know. I just tell the kids that because then they. Yeah, we all saw in. that episode of The Office, man. <laughs> there you go. Would yeah, you like nice. an Altoid? I'm yeah. Jim. So you, guys you know, had a sick a visual bit. gag where I did a gym face at my webcam. <laughs> Try to give a little placebo effect going into tests, but um, that led me into uh, one of my topics for this week, which was. Um, funniest serious work emails. So I got a, a serious work email this past week, and it was about hey, just so you guys know, now that it's springtime, um, the local uh, local game, including some geese and some ducks and some mallards and whatnot, um, will be relocating from you know wherever they've been to the back. We've got a little like pond swampy area on the mm. backside, so they said the, please the be on the lookout for <laughs> swampy pond, swampy pond for. <laughs> They're different game walking in the parking lot, uh, going back to the swampy pond. And it was a serious email because apparently there's been issues in the past with, um, you know, these geese holding up traffic. And also there was a turtle one time that came out of oh, the no. swamp and was a, the kids found it during uh, one of the uh, outdoor periods that they had, either during PE or during their resource. And oh, no. It could have been really bad. <laughs> I, that, could, that could have gone very south, a group of middle schoolers with a hold of a wild turtle. Do you know that turtles pee when you pick them up if you try and move them? That's, yeah. That's their defense, defense mechanism? Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, them like, and frogs. Frogs heaven, do that too. Heaven, well, I don't touch frogs. A noted frog hater uh, on this podcast. But I would be like, what if, what if one of those was like a snapping turtle? What if it was like one of them big, like scary box turtles? Like those could like break bones yes i'm sure what they're referring to at the school is the alligator snapping turtle that lives in the pond behind the school where do you think we live zach florida <laughs> like this is what, illinois what showed, what showed up on my parents doorstep i think it was i think it was uh somebody pulling a prank on us but yeah there was a, a box a snapping box turtle that was just placed on their doorstep so we had to take it down to the whoa Take it down to the to uh, Honey Lake and just drop it in there. Were there any messages painted on the turtle shell? I feel like that's. Yeah, a I thing. wish. Oh, I wish man, there was cool. yeah, like a like a like a treasure map or something yeah. painted on the back. Skull of and it. crossbones. <laughs> Someone asking out your sister. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's you guys, no. <laughs> do you guys get any work emails that are like totally serious, but like the tone of the message is like 
something that's totally silly or oh yeah any anytime somebody accidentally hits reply all or like oh yeah (laughs) so like every once every once in a while we'll get like some like some person in like our like assembly group or like god forbid it ever happens with an intern where they would just like this was back when we were in the office but like we have these listservs i'm sure you do luke and toilet where you can type like you can literally type one in called tax services everyone it literally emails every single person in the tax department or in the tax side of the business and that's probably like i don't know two two to three thousand people yeah somebody accidentally did that one time being like hey food's in the kitchen and it was yes. just all hell oh no <laughs> oh, and, like, everybody no. was replying and it was a lot of like take me off of this like i don't want to be here and, like everybody like quit and there you know there's just somebody who types in like hey everybody we should just not hit reply all and then somebody replies to that just like k yeah that's a good <laughs> idea yeah, that's a good idea yeah. take me off of this <clears throat> and then yeah, someone's that's... like oh what's for lunch today yeah. <laughs> yeah. they go into their office. kitchen yeah they're like yeah i just uh went into the uh, poughkeepsie office and uh there's nothing in the kitchen mm. what gives mm. <laughs> the real wiseacres I will say that there's been a significant cutback on that since yeah, I've been yeah, working probably. from home for a year. Sure. Um, you miss out on like the passive aggressive notes disguised as emails, which I, I don't think that your example was toilet, but things like, could we, you know, clean out the microwave if your food explodes in it? Please or, be advised emails. Yeah, exactly. Um, issues with like the bathrooms and stuff occasionally Stop people will send out the email. women's bathroom karen <laughs> yeah dear whoever is sleeping in the women's bathroom <laughs> <laughs> they changed the uh i think i talked about this already but they changed the bathrooms in the office to be instead of men and women but they're both they're both genderless now so you can go wherever you want but i still only use the one that was originally intended for men only i feel like that is so just, brave of you i know i i just feel like i it's not i still can't go into the women's room what was formerly known as the women's room wait, Does it have wait a urinal no they're both just single toilet sink situations oh okay. oh so that require that's going to require a lot of cleanup the guy's got to have well the guy's got to have good aim you got to clean and you got to clean off the seat too. Yeah, you got to clean off the seat. That's why I be like when I was in college and I was an RA, I we had our bathroom and our suite had two stalls that were both toilets. There weren't, weren't any urinals, and I hung up day one. Like this one is for number one and for throwing up, and the other one, which was a little <laughs> wider, was for number two. And I thought I was a visionary for having the foresight to be like, this is the one where we just have the seat up all year long for yeah. peeing <laughs> and for throwing up. Seats already up. And then the other one is for drop and deuce. That seat will never go down. Hangover room. Hangover room. (laughs) Um, Speaking of, I have a million dollar idea, guys. Are you ready? Well, Luke already made his million dollars this year. But Zach, do you want in? Yeah, done. I I gave it up when I went to the emergency room. So I'm back at net zero. Oh, okay. So you know know how medical bills go. Yeah, so you're back in. Okay, here we go. We're going to make hangover free alcohol. Okay. Weed is is this? <laughs> did we just invent weed? We're what, invent, what's going on here? Yeah, liquid liquid weed that you drink that looks like beer, but it hydrates you. I don't know. I just I'm tired of being hungover. Like I have two beers and I wake up the next day and I feel like shit. And I'm like, why is this? Why am I cursed? How can I make this stop? Um, isn't like kratom supposed to be able to do that? 
like sort of Ooh. give you the feeling of being drunk without well actually it's supposed to mimic the effects of like an opioid and this is something that you could buy at like a head shop basically mm. but apparently it's supposed to mimic the effects of like taking percocet or like drinking several drinks and then you feel just like fine the next day it's this sounds like the boys solved the opioid crisis oh <laughs> De- definitely not. Definitely do not take Kratom. Um, to, to go back, did I just figure out why people drink near beers? Do you not get a hangover if you drink near beers? No. Or you don't. No, you know, if you, if you drink like if you drink like Guinness, you probably wouldn't have as much of a hangover. Okay. It's like very low ABV beer. Hmm. But the thing is, you're still looking for the sensation of feeling drunk or feeling buzzed anyway, as a result of drinking the beers. You don't just want non-alcoholic beer. No. Uh, Like what you're looking for is to get buzzed without feeling bad the next day. And I think that's dosing a beverage with something other than alcohol that needs to, um, that, that would give you that feeling, but with that, but would subside relatively quickly. Okay. Um, are you, are you familiar with salvia? I've heard of it. Never used it. Um, salvia, I'm pretty sure is a plant of some sort, but, um, apparently like it gives you like a very intense hallucination that feels like it lasts for, you know, hours on end, but it only lasts about six minutes. So is this like what we're trying to invent with alcohol? That sounds right. Yeah. Like I basically want to, like you said, best of both worlds. I want to get buzzed, but I also want to not feel like an ass the next day. The same thing, you know, if we could invent something like, can I eat 10 chick, like Buffalo chicken wings and then not have like, I just want to have choices and not have any consequences. Anything for that? I got it. I got it for you. The Buffalo, the Buffalo, the, the Buffalo problem, eat Buffalo cauliflower. Yeah. I was it actually say. doesn't taste too bad. No, I've had a buffalo. It actually is like my dumb, my dumb brain was tricked into actually thinking I was eating buffalo wings. Oh, okay, nice. Did you make it yourself, or did you eat it somewhere? Nah, I ate it somewhere. No, okay. probably make one myself. I do have. An I air tried fryer. it myself. That's rule I... number one of having an rule number one of having an air fryer. I gotta tell everybody I have an air fryer. Oh yeah, okay. Thank you for telling me. I yes. also have an air fryer, cool. and we made buffalo cauliflower in the air fryer last Friday. So, Friday, and it was and it was go. it was really good. There we go. Whoever whoever came up with the idea of saying like, okay, we've got this countertop convection oven, and that's not selling really well. Like, what are we gonna do? Like, let's just call it air frying. <laughs> People are that fucking stupid. Rebrand it. I love things that are you fried. You can make healthy French fries. Boom. That are also bad and don't taste like French fries. You put a healthy yes, word next like to a word that's bad for you, and then boom, you've got uh, you've got something. Buffalo cauliflower, air fryer, Hel- healthy oxycotton. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids at school, healthy are, opioid. The kids in health are doing a, a, a drug project. They got to pick a drug from a list, and then they have to do a little project about it, like. What are some of the street names? Like, how is it ingested? Sweet. Um, what are the side effects? <laughs> and like, some this doesn't of, sound like a bad idea at all. Like the DEA website for ecstasy, like makes ecstasy look really fucking cool. Yeah, so, I'm sure it does. <laughs> this is like not. Please, if students are listening, Doctor Toilet does not say do drugs, but 
I don't think that they. I mean, marketing Luke, you got to get in there and like make it look. A marketing scarier. Luke says do drugs. <laughs> like how they make used to make like, yeah. marijuana will kill you. Like you need to get in there and do the same thing for ecstasy because they make the ecstasy look really cool. Do drugs and interact with brands at music festivals, Gen Z. Welcome to brands. <laughs> You're gonna be much more receptive to say, uh, I don't know. Uh, purchasing progressive car insurance if you're rolling on <laughs> ecstasy at a music festival. So, I mean, Toilet, I, I also think drugs are cool, but cool as a means of like extolling capitalism on the next generation of consumers. Okay, got it. That makes sense. Yeah, sorry. To conti- continue. I bet I bet flow just like rolls really hard on E. Oh, God. Flow from progressive. Oh, by the way, Toilet, before we move on to this next segment, they do make like faux nightcaps that have melatonin in them instead of alcohol. Ooh. That'll put you to sleep and are like supposed to taste good, but will actually help you feel refreshed the next morning if you don't have like intensely scary nightmares on melatonin. Yeah, dude, my night terrors were so bad when I took melatonin, it was not worth it. Sorry, back to cool drugs. Yeah, back to cool Other drugs. Other cool drugs. <laughs> like this kid was like researching it. I sent him a link to something and he, he's like, you know, like there's the pictures of ecstasy and it looks like pieces of candy. And then there's like a couple videos made by <laughs> like, I Tiesto. I guess, like, the effects of ecstasy on the brain. And it's like some dude hanging out and there's like a tie dye spiral behind him. And, Sweet. Like, it looks cool. It sounds like yeah. a Twitch stream. <laughs> yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's it Jonathan Larroquette on the Twitch stream. It's just Ninja playing Fortnite. It's not exactly steering anyone away from trying illicit drugs. Let's just say that it's a it's a guy dancing with three hot girls in a Miami nightclub, saying all of these people are on ecstasy right now. <laughs> Dog, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna get laid. I might have a half ski, but I'm gonna get laid because I took ecstasy tonight. <laughs> Okay, here, sending it in the chat right now. This is, like, the thumbnail is, like, um, sign me up. <laughs> Check that bad boy out. That was one of the ones he used. But then, like, if you look in the other side, like, <laughs> the what rest of the medicine we really need is not made in a lab. And it's just, this is pretty psychedelic, man. This is, this is cool. Whoa, yeah. this dude's got his brain exposed. Yeah, his brain's exposed. He's, like, got... He's got like a little bloodshot eye situation. Like he's got this like n- n- tie dye headband. Mm, Seeing some floating serotonin too. Let's go. Your brain while hallucinating like that one. Like he's got like tie dye streams coming out of his brain. Like, look, if you want to go see a Martin Garrix concert, this is requ- required. Otherwise, stay at home, kids. Yeah. I'm sure that's included as part of their drug education too. You know, like the selective instances where it would be appropriate to. Um, I, well, I don't know. Like, what do they say is the worst drug on the DAA website? Is it still weed? Is that the one that we're still worried about? <laughs> Crack cocaine. I mean, a lot of kids did fentanyl, and that were kind of sweet to help them with. <laughs> wow, but, yeah. that's that's depressing. Yeah. That was a little depressing. It's like, yeah, I, I know my uncle is on fentanyl right now. I thought, doesn't that stuff kill you? I thought it was fentanyl? like a poison. Yeah. If you take too much of it, yeah. But I, I mean, like relative to the opioid crisis, the way it worked is that a lot of people got addicted to Oxycontin when there were just like pill mills and you can get like 90 of them per month. 
And then when they reformulated Oxycontin so that you couldn't snort it anymore, everyone just switched to heroin, but then it was easier to synthesize and make stronger batches of fentanyl. So you're just addicted to fentanyl now. Like apparently in some like markets, like all you can get is fentanyl. Uh, they actually, like there actually isn't even any, there isn't even any heroin. Any in it heroin in it's it? just fentanyl. Oh, okay, so I'm looking at the DEA website now. Yeah, it's it's a synthetic opioid that is 80 to 100 times stronger than morphine. Shit. So in the same vein of school projects, another school project the kids had this month was social issue paper. They had to pick the they had to pick America's most pressing social issue. So you had kids writing about racism. Mm-hmm. You had kids writing about. Um, you know, the gender gap in wages. You had kids writing about the environment, which is not mm-hmm. really a social issue, but we kind of let it count. And then we had my boy, who will go <laughs> nameless, who wrote about the NFL salary cap. Yes. <laughs> bring, him on, bring him on the pod. Let's bring go. Him the, Let's talk him to him. Pod. Let's go. This kid's going places. <laughs> like, you know, nope, not the environment, not climate change, not, not the racism, election, fake not news. Not the election. <laughs> We want to talk about how the NFL salary NFL salary cap doesn't let athletes make their true worth on the free market. Opioid crisis, transgender rights, salary cap issues salary cap. in professional D- sports. Dak Prescott should have gotten even more money. <laughs> my, my man, my man is out here. You know what? He should replete, replace DeMora Smith as the leader of the <laughs> CBA negotiation. He's like 51%. Are you fucking kidding me? We won't get out of bed for anything less than 80% of the revenue in the NFL. Fuck you owners. Oh man, I loved it. I'm I'm like, how does your teacher approve of this? She's like, she didn't, but this is what I want to write about. So I'm like, all right, cool, man. Let's go. Hey, we're in for fostering creativity and fostering learning. Okay. If this boy wants to dedicate, I, I take it he's a boy, right? Oh yeah. This lad, lad. he wants to dedicate his life to researching a wholly arbitrary and constructed mechanism for uh you know oppressing social- world class athletes say socialist oppression oh. of the NFL. <laughs> Let him go. <laughs> Let him go for it. He can do it. You know what? Uh, I I mean I think that if we want to enter the spin zone a little bit here, I think that this kid is actually touching on a very pressing social issue. As we know, unions are very much in the news this week as there was a vote to unionize an uh, an Amazon plant in Alabama and some very prominent pro union legislation went through Congress this week. What is the salary cap if not part of a collective bargaining agreement? If so, facto Automatic A for this kid, not only for his initiative in selecting salary cap issues, but touching on one of the most pertinent issues of the day. Yeah, man, the the union move, it changed a lot of the social fabric of America. Boom. There we go. Ringer Union, they got an agreement. Good for them. Uh, we're all about podcasters getting a little, get a little bit of a kickback. Just putting it out there. Could the three of us unionize against like a fake person, like a I fake think- ownership group of our podcast? The three of us can just unionize against like, hey guys, we had negotiations with our ownership group, and like our ownership group is just a different version of us. 
Yeah, so the other guys in the PP that are not in this podcast? No, well, I was going to say, like, or yeah, like that. Or just literally it's us, but like we take a different hat. We take a hat off and we put our ownership hat on. We take our White Sox hat off. And we yeah, you our, take your White Sox hat on. Then our gray Sox White Sox hat that just says <laughs> socks with the slanty <laughs> baseball player in the batter's box. Well, I was going to say take this one off and take the – the, the red, white, and blue 80s retro socks okay. hat. Put that one on. Or the then. green one on for St. Patty's Day tomorrow. Yeah. This podcast Shout out to all is of our Irish friends. This is a wholly owned subsidiary of Columbia Records and therefore <laughs> a wholly owned subsidiary of AOL Time Warner and therefore a wholly owned subsidiary of AT&T. So that's who we would be unionizing so, against. Fuck Boom. you, AT&T. <laughs> Speaking of unions, we have a uh, very exciting school board vote that's coming Ooh. up soon for some new school board members. And uh, the teachers union reached out to all the applicants and just said, hey, if you're interested, we'd love to interview all of you. Like we reached out to everyone and um, four of them said yes of the eight. Uh, so we interviewed them. Same questions for all just to see like who we would endorse <laughs> if and anyone cares who the teachers want for the school board. And one of the one of the questions was like, what would be, you know, your first three priorities a school board member what do you want to accomplish and the first one was oh well uh, the first thing i do is get rid of the teachers union (laughs) (laughs) well someone's so tucker pilled that they're gonna go and say that they're gonna get rid of the i'm going to obliterate the teachers union local one yeah i'm gonna obliterate the entire teachers union i'm gonna turn illinois into a right to work state (laughs) totally like like roll back 200 years of of uh of you know pro union and pro worker movements in in the greater chicago land area yeah you do it chuck and bleep this out district something 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 nailed it nailed it <laughs> oh snap well shout out to that guy hope he makes the board can't wait to see the <laughs> board meeting <laughs> All right, motion number one. All right, Jim. Yeah, uh, so motion to – All my uh, constituents mo- backed me up here. I, mo- I got to yeah. deliver for I don't em. think the teacher should have health insurance. Motion, motion <laughs> to eliminate the teacher's union. Everybody say aye. All opposed say nay. Just like the entire room just screams nay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this guy sounds like – this guy thinks abolishing the teacher's union is a lot like Michael Scott just declaring bankruptcy. Yep. Just like yep. walking out in front of his office and like yelling. I declare bankruptcy. Like the There's students no probably watch. Teachers Union, yeah. <laughs> Union just walks out. He just goes disbanded, and you guys are done. Like, oh shit, we lost all of our collective bargaining rights. I kind of like the idea of walking in and being like, "Yo, this is what I am worth. This is what Toilet Sexton would get on the open market. Are you willing to play some ball?" Yeah, drop your fucking nutsack on the table with this dude, <laughs> and he's just gonna be like disbanded, disbanded. <laughs> Get a bunch of scabs in here. It'll be fine. Do <laughs> 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 you envision like all of these all of these parents all the now local after sex the offenders? Just all, the, who's gonna... <laughs> all the parents like post pandemic are like now going to be the scabs teaching in classes, and they're like, "Fuck! Like we finally got our kids out of the classroom, and now we're the ones who have to go in and teach." <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! Um, all right, I did a lot of my topics. You guys want to jump in with any of yours? Um, Ugh, do we want to get depressed? No. Should we do it? It. it uh, oh no. Okay. Well, I'm not uh, ready yet. I'm just slowly getting my tea back up. Okay. Um, I've got a. I've got a little uh, news article for us. Okay. Um, yeah. It's hot in the streets. Yeah. If, if totally, I, we got to crescendo your tea. All right. Crescendo. Yeah. Build me crescendo. all the way up. Build me crescendo up as much as you possibly tea. can before you tear me back down with information about Andy Dalton. 
Oh, okay. That's called a tease. That's called a tease for the folks in biz. Okay. Well, I sent this article to our uh, group chat earlier this week, but it uh, tickled my fancy very much. So I, I thought it bared uh, further examination because there is, in fact, a lot going on in this article um, that, I, that I wanted to uh, share with you guys. Um, and this is courtesy of News Radio 780 WBBM. Oh man, oh man, that just that just like reminds me of like third quarter ending going into fourth quarter, like being down a touchdown against Green Bay late in this. I don't even, I can't even think about it. News Radio 780, the Bears are going to lose by 21. WBBM. It's Christina Filiaggi with traffic. You're not going to make it past the Eisenhower. <laughs> That's what that All reminds right, me of. <laughs> that reminds me of like having to tune into traffic reports and you're only tuning into traffic reports when things are uh, oh my not God. going too well. Um, so this is courtesy of News Radio 780 WBBM. Uh, Rick and Morty bootleg vape pens intercepted at O'Hare. Um, so apparently someone was caught shipping hundreds of vape pens through O'Hare and got caught in the dumbest way possible. Um, actually, to uh, tie this in with uh, some of our sports topics, um, a group of local Bears fans was actually tracking this flight because it uh, connected from Seattle to Chicago um, during the height of some of the Russell Wilson speculation. Uh, but it was not carrying Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson wasn't flying on what I think was a UPS flight from Seattle to uh, Chicago. Um Customs seized a package full of bootleg vape pens, 77,000 in total, that had pictures of Rick and Morty on them. Um, and they said that they opened it because they suspected that the package um, violated trademark laws um, and then discovered that it was, in fact, full of um, bootleg Chinese uh, two-in-one flavor vape pens. Um it says this is funny too. It says that U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers uh, inquired to Warner Brothers as to see if uh, they were actually licensed products, um, which I mean, like I guess isn't like too off-brand for Rick and Morty necessarily. Um, and in fact, like after seeing what some of their licensed merchandise look like, I feel like it's a little bit more artistically. Um, artistically sincere than what hot topic does to Rick and Morty, which is basically just like turn every joke that's ever been on Rick and Morty into a t-shirt that you can buy from hot topic. Pickle Rick. I'm pickle Rick. Um, Tiny Rick. Woo. But, uh, Warner brothers confirmed that the company did not license their Rick and Morty copyrights for vape pens. Shocking. Um, often Customs and Border Patrol seizes vape pens because they violate FDA guidelines, but these parcels violate copyright laws, which adds to the charges and complexity of the case, said Shane Campbell, area port director of Chicago. Counterfeit products are unsafe for consumers, harm the economy, damage the revenue and image of companies, and could cost American jobs. Uh, the bootleg merchandise was estimated to be worth $1.5 million dollars um 
so I have a question for you, for you boys. Um, and th this might be a tough one. So um, if you'd like me to continue um, dissecting this Ted Cruz ass statement about vape pens killing American jobs, let me know. Um, don't you think it's a little bit strange that like we transferred kids smoking jewels from being like a health issue, which it was that was like out in the open to now like a law enforcement issue where customs has to get involved. And we've like just basically offshored production of disposable flavored nicotine vapes to China because there aren't American companies making two in one flavor vapes with Rick and Morty on them or not. I don't understand your question. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, it does sound hashtag problematic to instead of be like producing this stuff in-house in like the U.S. instead to like license out the or not even license it out, but like have it produced in some like, you know, maybe like a third world country or something like that where like, the like regulations aren't like as stringent, you know? Like when kids were smoking mango jewel pods, here, here's my question. Like, was it correct of us to ban mango jewel pods and ban jewel and blue and like whoever from making those, knowing that like kids could get their hands on them to now like making it entirely a black market operation where like customs is involved? Yeah, I mean, it was probably overly reactionary, right? I mean, you could probably say this is like a, like a, um, a micro version of you know what they did with like the marijuana prohibition and stuff like that like pushing you know like having something like taking an incredibly reactionary stance to something and then all of a sudden opening up like an incredible like an insane crazy illegal market illicit market with no regulation um in response to it it's like well i don't know what what's the phrase it's like i don't even know what it is but like you didn't saw like you didn't you thought you cured it, but like you actually just made the problem worse. So, am I hearing you correctly that a few years ago that Jewel and basically like-minded companies were deemed illegal and had to disband? Um, they were put under enough regulatory pressure that they had to stop producing the mango and mint flavors, like which were the most popular popular with kids. They weren't okay. necessarily marketed to children. They were marketed to quitters, but they had wide appeal among children. Okay. Um, yeah, so vaping at school has been exponentially down, I feel like, from a couple years ago to when vaping was a lot more popular. I feel like less kids are doing it now. Um, it'd be kind of cool if kids started vaping again because, honestly, all <laughs> they do is that was one thing they did that was, like, pseudo not on the Internet. Um, and now they only do things that are on the Internet. So like, how are you supposed to figure out who's cool and who's a badass now? They're not yeah. vaping in the bathroom. It, yeah. I guess vaping a jewel is like the closest thing that you can get to smoking the internet because it looks like a little <laughs> USB stick yeah. that you hook here. up to your laptop. Yeah, especially a Rick and Morty themed one. Like here, you want to smoke a meme? Here you go. Here's a Rick and Morty vape pen. Yeah. I don't mean to sound like a boomer, but I talk to my kids every Monday like, hey guys, what'd you do over the weekend? And of the... 50 to 70 kids I interact with maybe one or two mentioned doing like something outside and the rest of them pretty much just say, Oh, even though it's now nice enough to be outside, I still do what I always do, which is sit on my phone and watch TikToks. I thought you were going to say one to two of them copped to vaping. 
over the no. weekend. <laughs> I got yeah, what did you, yeah, got Mr. Toilet. Like, Mr. Toilet, I just got wrecked this I just past got weekend. <laughs> and mango pods. <laughs> totally blitzed on my Rick and Morty pod situation. Yeah, Luke, I think that, you know, you're 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 right to be upset. You you want to be able to profit off the children too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great that you, you want American companies to be able to uh, yeah, I want American companies to, you know, profit off the detriment of the health of our children. And yeah. while we're at it, get rid of the unions too. All these vape unions. <laughs> get rid of the disband vape, them. The Virginia vape union. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Philip Morris or Altry or whatever. Um, the other part of this article that really tickled me was the Customs and Border Patrol agent who had just ostensibly seized, you know, about a million and a half dollars in illegal drugs, like call it what it is, illegal drugs, and saying like, actually, one of the most problematic things is the copyright violation. (laughs) (laughs) As if like he got like a bag of ecstasy pills, like he found a bag of ecstasy pills, pills in a duffel bag, and he's like, well, yeah, there's ecstasy that's like actually sawdust pressed with fentanyl, but there are pictures of Tweety Bird on here, and that's a copyright of Warner Brothers. He's fucking Ravel as a DEA agent or something. Like, he's just more worried about the branding. Gotta protect the brands, baby. Like, let that be a lesson to you young hustlers out there. Like, if you're producing LSD and, like, you know, making those sheets of paper, make sure that the stock images on those sheets of paper have their proper licensing agreements up to date so that you might not catch a civil suit along with your drug charges. Um, Speaking of marketing, uh, permission to change topics. Go there. Permission to go there. Okay, so um, I got an idea. So uh, Toilet watched a little bit of television this weekend, and I don't know if <laughs> just you guys... a little. Congratulations. Sick brag. Just a bit. Sick brag. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're complaining about your kids TikToking, but, like, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Toilet, like, binge-watched nine episodes of Friends you know, this weekend. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm doing some things outside, but, yeah, I was definitely a little bit of <laughs> Watching a TV outside. <laughs> watching TV outside. On Sunday, I was having a very a very lazy day, and... If any of you have watched, I think this is very common in streaming services. They will do the repeat advertisement. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if advertisers make a certain deal. I was watching Bob's Burgers, and I saw the same eHarmony <laughs> ad probably. I, it would happen twice in the same episode. Like, I'd see yeah. it, it, like two different commercial breaks in the same episode. I probably saw it six times. So here's my idea, Luke. You need to make advertisements that are so annoying, so annoying, but there's also a QR code in the corner, and I can just hold up my phone, give them a QR code, and I can send them $1, and I don't have to watch their ad anymore. Better yet, you download the app. That's, that's how you really like make the money off of it. It's not okay. the dollar to stop annoying me. It's a QR code to download it onto yes. your phone and then verify yes. it. That is so user unfriendly that I feel like the ad agency would be dragged into the street if people were able to track down an ad that was truly that annoying. Did you guys? Did you guys ever watch that um, Jonah Hill Emma Stone uh, show that I think that was on Netflix? Super bad. Years? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> it, it was. It was like a. Um, oh, it was, super it was, bad. No, it wasn't super bad. But like it was <laughs> Michael like this, Sarah this, was this in dystopian. It? Shut up. This dystopian future and. They basically like it, it was like, you know, people like living in slums, of course, like dominated by like the ultra wealthy and rich. But um, 
if you didn't have any money for for like food or something like that you could get an ad buddy and so like they just have a person stand next to you reading ads while you're eating food or like walking to and from places i feel like that's like the dystopian version of of the future you know if you like didn't have didn't have the phone in your pocket or something you just have like somebody who stands next to you who's just reading like ads from like a local radio station that sounds like hell on earth there there is a model for this like the model that you're talking about toilet which is like pay a dollar to remove ads is free iphone games like especially the ones where it's just like some repetitive action that like flashes before your eyes for a second like kick the soccer ball a thousand yards watch a 30 second ad and i feel like all of those are a ponzi scheme of just like them trying to get you to pay the 199 to remove ads like that inventory space doesn't cost anything it's just to annoy you it's called maniac maniac was the show like i i don't want to upcharge myself you know like the the hulu with no ads version i just like i can do with some advertisements because some advertisements are good or some of them are you know a good break to like go get a snack or take a piss or whatever but like this e-harmony ad specifically is just so like cringy and awful and annoying that i just cannot i'd rather watch like a ticker just count down to when the advertisement is over yeah you got you gotta like it breaks your will to watch right like it like you're just like i don't want to watch this anymore i we have youtube tv and so like every once in a while like the ads won't match up to like the actual ad break on like the terrestrial stream or terrestrial stream or whatever so, yeah so yeah you get you get like the you get like a youtube you get like a youtube um like a yule log will go for like 30 seconds that's delightful delightful like honestly if you did that and had like um i don't know maybe like george clooney read an ad be like yeah i'll probably buy what he's talking about yeah for sure i'm yeah george pay clooney pay 199 to listen to george clooney talk some Casamigos more sure. tequila <laughs> When people said who's a trusted known Mexican American that they want to buy tequila from, many were saying George Clooney. <laughs> Which is why I'm oh here with gosh. Charlie Sheen. No. <laughs> no, just have him him against the rock just uh going one on one with their tequila brands. Just Casamigos versus Terramana. And versus Ryan Reynolds, who for whatever reason has a gin brand. What? All right, Perry Farrell has another tequila brand too. Stop it. Who else has a tequila brand, folks? Ciroc, I guess, is owned by Diddy. That's um, vodka. I, I know that's vodka. Um, does somebody own Hornitos? Hmm. I don't know. Brands, baby. Brands. My brand. My brand. My brand. Luke, what's the what's the brand value of of us remembering a one eight hundred contacts commercial from ten years ago? Quick, do the math. Five million dollars. Cool. I'll take like I'll take one percent of that, please, in a fee. <laughs> you you your remembrance fee. <laughs> hey, I remembered your ad. I should get money for that. <laughs> There you go. That's that's some demand side action, baby. You know what, you guys? Tell them, tell them Zach, Luke, and Toilet told you to remember the ad. Maybe you might get a little kickback. Speaking of advertising, um, I got a film on here that was advertised very well. Um, and I think that there are some polarizing reactions to the film that would be good to get caught 
in a uh, an audio file. So the the film of note here is 2018 uh, uh, partial autobiographical, not autobiographical <laughs> film, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, I oh that's what you wanted to talk about. Hell yeah, let's talk about it, dude. Let's have okay. Bohemian yeah, let's, Rhapsody discourse. Let's rehash a three year old movie. Let's rehash a three year old movie that we've all actually seen. So that's good. Um, so going into it, I had heard that it had won a good, a good amount of awards, but I also had heard that the group had uh, a lot of concerns over the way that this film was portrayed. So I'd like to hear the positives and the negatives from both of you first. So I know, Zach, you had some some positives to share. My positives weren't even positives. They were just averages. Ne- neutrals? They were just neutrals. I mean, I, okay, listen. Listen, is it, is it Citizen Kane? No. By no means. Is it even Rocket Man? No. A much better movie biopic that came out in that same year that for some reason got snubbed across the board. But is it like the worst movie ever? Pfft, no. It's, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, you're going to be like, it's close. <laughs> it is close. It's a very good story that's told poorly. Um, obviously, for our listeners, I don't need to rehash that. Um there was a there was another Freddie Mercury project in the mix where Sasha Baron Cohen would have been Ooh. the star. That was um, a far more realistic look at Queen and who Freddie Mercury was, um, including like a much deeper look into his uh, very public and prominent illness. Is one of probably like one of the most famous people who died of AIDS. Um, in the early 1990s i think he died in 1991 so like but like honestly like one of the biggest rock stars on earth dying of aids in 1991 and i think that is like inextricably linked with who queen is or like if they want to do like something a little bit more splashy, something a little bit more fun, then I think that there are ways to do it that are better than the Brian Singer ass bullshit that came out as a part of Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, And I think that drawing a comparison to rocket man is good um, because it, it was, it tackled some of Elton John's like heavier issues um, while also like being ultimately a fun movie that incorporated the music in very well. Um, the editing is obviously atrocious, even though it won an Academy Award for Best Editing. I think solely based on the Live Aid scene and like basically discounting the rest of the movie, like congratulations, you were able to mimic a 30-year-old TV live broadcast with like a billion-dollar budget and like the power of TriStar Pictures. Like, cool. And Robbie yeah. Malik didn't even sing. My my thoughts are pretty much the same. But like Queen's music, that's why it was popular. Yeah, Queen Queen has a lot of bangers. Like you said, like the important parts of Queen were not like it did not seem like it was the early years. It was like the things that happened, like when they got to superstardom, and then how he dealt with the fallout of you know publicly having AIDS, dealing with being in the LGBTQ plus community in a time when that was not, and you could argue it certainly still is not super friendly. Um, to prominent celebrities especially either um, like why did they even make the first 45 minutes to an hour of the movie when there really was no point to like where he 
you know, like any any of that stuff with like not really falling into line with his family and like what the family expectations were and things like that. That could have been tackled at any any point, but for some reason they felt like to to you know drag the beginning of the movie out for forty five minutes of setting up where we already knew we were going to go. I don't really understand that. I feel like that yeah. was a waste of time. Yeah, I feel like there's a part in a biopic where they always have to do the like the like quick for lack of a better term, pull, you know, callback joke, like a quick crescendo, right? To like the, oh my God, now we're stars. And it's like, you got to like, you got to condense as much into that. But it's like, do we, do we need to go through that? Cause we already know that like, having go into that knowing. Having a good time, having a good time. time. Montage, yeah. montage, montage, montage. <laughs> yeah. We're in a hotel. Now we're in Japan. <laughs> they honestly did. Now it, we're like, touring the U.S. <laughs> They showed like the names of cities like flashing across the screen. It honestly felt at certain times a, a like, mob with torches and pitchforks chasing Freddie Mercury out of Birmingham, Alabama. Oh my god. <laughs> like the scene that was like supposed to be like a press conference or something. Like it looked like a high schooler filmed it. Like I would have to agree with Luke. Like the live aid scene where like they like mimic almost close to scene for scene, like what that was like live was cool. But like the rest of the editing looked like a high school. I'm Freddie Mercury, baby. Dun, dun. <laughs> I just I thought it was terrible, and to see like how many awards it was nominated for, I would agree. And one, it seems like it was just like, oh, I like Queen. I liked going down the nostalgia road. I'm gonna vote yeah. for that movie. Yeah. Okay, but th- this you guys are making all very salient points that I I agree with, but <clears throat> I think what my biggest bone to pick is everybody like just being like it was it was a shit movie and it was horrible and there was nothing like redeeming about it it's like well it wasn't terrible i mean there's you could pull up movies from that year and let's like let's rank it against those movies you know what oh here a live movie ranking from 2018 Uh, a a live 2018 movie ranking some surprise content here on a midwest podcast in march shape of water one that year does that march of 2021 (laughs) or was that moonlight year because moonlight was amazing no moonlight was like 2016 no this was the 2019 oscars movies wow the last oscars we'll ever have no april 21st <laughs> was <laughs> was this movie was it was this movie better than green book <laughs> no green book solved racism yeah it did yeah solve, it did solve racism this movie didn't solve uh, it's a, it's a, it's a this 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 it should have it should have been a star is born yeah, yeah we know, we, we, awesome. I love we know your feelings about a star is born i like uh, the star is born vice was really good too yeah i know you danced to a song from a star is born at your uh, wedding <laughs> this is true this is true <laughs> I'm on the deep end. that was, was the not, song <laughs> it was not it was not shallow watching me diving was it was better he... than Avengers Infinity War? No. No. <laughs> the single like highest grossing movie of all time. Wait, no. Endgame. Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Endgame. No, no, it wasn't. It was not better than it. Avengers Endgame I was a movie that I felt was mediocre. I thought Thank that you. movie was like bleh and Bohemian Rhapsody was worse than it. Yeah. Agree. But was it was it better than I got I got a buddy from work and it's like our line of demarcation is a dog's purpose. So, like, was it better or worse than the dog's purpose? It's like the Mendoza line for movies. Making it the binary scale. (laughs) Bohemian Rhapsody is better than a dog's purpose. No, let's continue with 2018 movies. 
I, I want to Zach name some other movies that are better than uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. You know what? You know what made me mad about it, Zach? Here's what makes me mad about it, and here's what I think makes it an actively bad movie. It is based on a true story that is uh, presented as a um, truthful depiction of that story without yeah. stylization or dramatization that I leaves out many of the elements of that story. So as you're watching it, it, it just, it, if you know like who Freddie Mercury is in the story of Queen, it just starts to like nag at you and piss you off the entire time. So it's like watching a biography of an athlete that that deliberately leaves out like whole parts. Like, could you imagine the Jay Cutler documentary that leaves out like his 360 dunk in Santa Claus, Indiana, or leaves out like this smoking Jay meme or something? I, I don't know. Yeah, no, my my I went to see the movie with my dad, and my dad is very well read in like a lot of things that like interest him and so he's read a lot about queen and he was basically like i mean when we walked out of there he's like they didn't touch on you know a myriad of of things this was just like a hey let's get you know a couple of guys together and have a big band and yeah, like, let's think, have some fun yeah i think that they like i said could have shortened the beginning and really like went in deep i'm like it really would have been good if it was like the tragedy, like the decline of Queen. Like you do like the first twenty yeah. minutes with how great things are, and then you spend like the bulk of the movie talking about the time in between, like you know the dark days and before you get to you still build up to the Live Aid moment. But it, this would have worked so much better as a mini series, like exactly, a and like one and the hour. rebirth and the rebirth with Adam Lambert at the end. You know, oh my god, no. <laughs> But you know All what I mean? we need like, is Radio Lambert. They- <laughs> okay, okay. The IMDb rankings have Bohemian Rhapsody ranked above Vice. Like, that's not like that's not true. Like Vice was yeah. a much better movie than that. Roma was a better movie than that. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to trust IMDb Roma. rankings. You might as well take the popcorn meter from Rotten Tomatoes. Burn. Actually, you know, it was like, really I'm, I'm not saying that 2018 that nobody talks about Annihilation. That movie was great. Yeah, Annihilation rocked. First right. Man was a good movie too. I like that. Okay, we need to stop talking about 2018 movies. This is this is my point. My point in a nutshell. It wasn't great, but I don't think it was nearly as bad as the popular opinion and the Am popular. Sandwich? You know, I wouldn't even go ham sandwich toilet. Oh. You mean the popular opinion nice. among our friends? No, 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 the popular, no. The popular opinion among everybody. It's just to like trash the shit out of it because, yeah, you're right. There were better movies than that that should have gotten more uh, awards. Yes. But what we know is that like it's not a meritocracy. It's the film won about... multiple Academy Awards. That's what I'm trying. No, I'm just trying to say is like we agree it should not have been an awards movie. It wasn't that good. But like, like we've found out that the Academy Awards are not a meritocracy. It's like who can get the most amount of second place votes with a lot of this shit to like cut the first place, the first and second place tie or the first and second place tie. And it's almost like who gets the most second and third place votes ends up winning. So you said ham sandwich was too nice. Ham sandwich was too nice. I'm talking like maybe like if you had, I don't know, like you you got, no, you got like a, a hot dog, but you don't have a hot dog bun. So like you have to like make do with like a piece of bread. 
<laughs> but you also still get to like eat the hot dogs. So, I mean, it's not it's not terrible, you know. Like it Bohemian could be worse. Bohemian Rhapsody, taking a soggy piece of bread and wrapping it around a hot dog, <laughs> and the hot dog kind of gets stuck to the bread and it gets all yes, gooey in yes. your mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's it as you're a like, movie. Mm. Like the top of your ba- the roof of your mouth, you're like, mm, is that bread or was that peanut butter? I can't tell. <laughs> oh shit. All right, we'll be right back with some sports. Jazz music. And some jazz music. All we want is Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Gaga. All we know is Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Gaga. And we're back. Welcome to the second segment of a Midworst podcast. One belch per sode. Okay, so that, that is not true at all. By the way, at, at the end of the episode, it starts to get real belchy. Real belchy. Toilette and I were on the exact same brainwave throughout the entirety of this movie, which was kind of surprising because her tastes in movies are very different from mine. Um, she's more of the rom com, Hallmark, feel good acting is not that important to her storyline like as long as the storyline is agreeable she's in um you know you're more of a 60s western kind of guy not a 60s western kind of gal she's more of like no you're a 60s western kind of guy no i am not no (laughs) not definitely not um but she'll like watch like the the netflix movie that's like marketed directly to her and she's like yeah i'm in like high school girl drama for all the, to all the boys I loved before, number seven, I, I think they're on now. God, they turn they they turn those things around like every like two and a half months. Exactly. I, I didn't realize that it was a trilogy until like this year. I was like, wait, we're on three. I thought one just came out. Yeah, they don't waste any time with like acting classes or like directing or like editing. They just kind of pump the movie out, and they know you're gonna watch it. All right. Um, Speaking of pumping something out and knowing you're going to watch it, the Chicago Bears. Oh, I, I thought you were going to talk about my kidney stone surgery. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say something uncouth, but okay. Let's talk about your urethra. No, let's talk let's, about your urethra. Uh, it would. It, it's somehow uh, less painful to talk about like uh, having kidney stone surgery than it is to have the conversation about the bears. And to that effect, I want to get both out of the way this week. So let's rip the bandaid off. Let's talk about it. It's Tuesday, March 16th, the year of our Lord, 2021. And the bears have signed Andy Dalton to a one year, $10 million contract with up to $3 million in bonuses, depending upon performance. Gentlemen, what the fuck? Oh, uh, you're stupid bears. Guys, I got some good news. No, okay. you don't. I really do. I need spin zone right now. You know how stupid Sam Darnold looks in that stupid <laughs> Kelly Green with that red ginger hair? Yeah. Andy Go Dalton on. could have only come to us, guys, and he's going to look dynamite with that orange hair and that orange pipe trim on the home blues, baby. 
Uh, what about Halloween uniforms? Yeah. yeah what oh. about the What about the jack o' lantern uniforms? Good point. He will look terrible in the oranges. Damn, I didn't even think of that. Damn. I mean, we, we had need to, decades we just, of of him yeah. in Cincinnati too, so it's not like this is a novel experience. <laughs> um, he's gonna but, look good in the blues, though. I, I will yeah. say that with the hair, just like. Pfft, yep. Like, yep. Sh- like a little shelf. Like like, like what, Luke? Like. Pfft. Yeah, you know, this is going to be totally different from the time that we signed Nick Foles and the time that we signed Mike Glennon. You know, this is going to this is something Ooh, Don't forget about different. signing the Sanchez. Don't forget about signing Chase Daniel. I mean, I would uh, I don't know, guys. I mean, Sanchez and Chase Daniel to their credit did not have like a clear path to the starting job when they were signed by the Bears. I mean, I do hope they're going to do the whole like Glennon thing too, where like they signed him and then he does the draft day party and he's sitting front row and they draft bitch with the second <laughs> overall pick. I mean, like, I, th- oh, I, I think that has to be what they're trying to do, right? I think that that is the only way that Pace can like move the chips around to save his job. So that's what he's going to do. Yeah, it's funny. Like you, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And he literally did this with Mike Lennon and Mitch Trubisky. Are we going to relive it again with this uh, Andy Dalton and Mac Jones? Like, are we just going to play play the hits and just it's, try it again? It's so funny because I'm going to go back there, but like the odds were in his favor that he was going to pick the franchise quarterback in 2017. And if he does it, he's on easy street until. Forever, forever, forever. He has a he has a lifetime contract. He has a lifetime contract with the Bears because he solved the biggest riddle. One of the biggest riddles in professional sports is why can't why can't the charter franchise get a starting quarterback? It's becoming the it's it's like it's the Fermi paradox now, right? Where it's like okay, if space is so infinitesimal, then then there ought to be life out there. Okay, great. If there is, then where is it? So like uh, it's it's like all of a sudden we're, we're like a hundred years into football. Here. We're getting metaphysical up in this bitch talking and, about the Bears. And and we've had all these shots at the quarterback, and there are actual quarterbacks out there, and it's like, well, yeah, there are out there, but like, where are they? Like at some point it's getting to the at some point where it's like it's no longer like it's no longer luck. It's like people making the wrong decisions over and over and over again. It's no longer like a hey, we can't just ass backwards our way into like Jim Mc or uh, like Jim McMahon or even Kyle Orton. Like like Robert Mays did a piece last week about like basically trying to do a what if the Jake Cutler trade had never been made, and he's like, even if you had Kyle Orton, you're probably in the same spot that you're in right now. Like probably no nothing better because if you look at the other quarterbacks who were taken in the following years, it's like nobody was any better. <laughs> so and we I don't wish know where it, I'm going. we wish it could have been luck. Am I right, guys? Did, did you see? Um, oh gosh, uh, Mike Tannenbaum, the old Jets and the old Giants GM, was on uh, Get Up today, and he was saying that the Bears should kick the tires on Andrew Luck. Yeah, I'm sure the Bears could kick the tires on Andrew Luck and get roundly rejected by Andrew Luck. Like, hey, Andrew Luck, we know that like your physical health is one of the things most important to you. How would you like to play behind the Bears 2021 offensive line? Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, Andrew, how are you feeling about coming out of retirement? Would you like to come out of retirement and play for play for the Navy in orange? Oh, oh man. 
Uh, I can't, can't do the. Cat might be a try. <laughs> you know, it'd be a great opportunity to play for an, an absolute cornerstone franchise of the NFL. However, <laughs> at this like, time, that's, below, that's pretty good. <laughs> like the best, the best thing for me and my family, you know, unfortunately, is just to step away from the game right now. I'm not exact, actually ruling it out any time in the future. However, you know, at this time, it's just not a priority for me. Ooh, I tell you right now, brother, the NFL is fearing Andrew Luck right now. It doesn't matter if I'm in Chicago or in New York, brother. I am coming for the league, and I'm coming for the title. It would actually be good on the current Colts team, who I think probably have the best offensive line in the league. Like, there, there's there's your paradox. But they probably like still own his rights, so like some like cap recapture whoa, ownership rights. Whoa, whoa. Own? Whoa. Own? own? Excuse Not very eighth grade social issue paper of you. Wow. <laughs> don't they retain, the, don't the they retain the his rights? Own Andrew Luck? <laughs> I thought you were doing a Jim Ursay act, or, uh, bit for a little bit right there, Luke. No, that, that <laughs> like, was Hulk this... Hogan. That was yeah. Hulk Hogan. I know, but it like, sounds the same as Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay probably goes to a lot of middle schools and explains drugs <laughs> to children. Too. No, I'm the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, brother. I don't have to be held in the drunk tank overnight. You can let me go. I'll call a lift. We can make this all go away, brother. <laughs> Yeah, so I this think- is what happens, brother, when you amortize a signing bonus over the lifetime of a contract in the cap savings, brother. <laughs> I think we're in uh, 2017 hell all over again. We're signing Andy Dalton. We've got the flagship guy for now. He's going to suck, and then whoever we draft is going to look better than him at by week four, and he'll be playing. Toilet, you all of a sudden just got really sad talking about yeah. it. Like your voice changed from like – Hey, maybe I might have found a reason to get somewhat excited about this to like, wow, reality is setting in. Yeah, because it's reality for our team right now, too, that I coach because we've got like <laughs> we've got the same kind of exact, prospects right now. We, saw, we signed this really shitty sophomore out yeah. of fill in the blank. Out of another suburb. Out his of another name, suburb. His name was Mike Glennon, and he still can't make the throws. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I I think Mike Lennon might be able to beat out the four kids we've got playing there right now. <laughs> Giraffe neck. At least Andy Dalton will look the part. He's gonna deliver eight and eight quarterback play. You know exactly what you're gonna get when Andy Dalton lines up. The Bears are gonna go like See, five and twelve. Dude, that's eight what that's eight what is I, a stretch. Um, five and twelve. I forgot. Yeah. Thank, the, yeah, thank you. Thank Luke. you. Thank you, Luke. Thank you. Um, I the only thing. I, I saw Eddie, Barstool Eddie, had, like, a point about it where he actually likes the move because he's like, look, you don't – if Pace and, and Nagy are going to be out, then, like, get them the fuck out, right? Like, you don't want to be, like – you don't want to give them the keys to the franchise and, like, do something really dumb. Like, he's almost, like, thinking that maybe they didn't get signed off on, like, some of the moves that they want to do because it's like, look, if you want to burn this thing to the ground and leave and it not work out, then, like – Holy don't salt shit. the earth too. Yeah, don't salt the earth too. Exactly. Like, don't turn us into the Carthage Bears. <laughs> wow, timely reference. Timely reference there. Thank you. Because I like, mean, if for- we did, if we did get somebody named Hannibal to play to play quarterback and became the Carthage Bears, I'd be all in. Decatur Staley's. That'd be cool. 
that would be actually that would be really cool. But you could also look at it and say, look, if they're gonna amass a couple of quarterbacks, like they're probably not done. Like I see them either trading up for. I think the worst move would be to like get these two guys and then get a mid round quarterback because like I think most of them everybody thinks they can try and get like a Russell Wilson or a Dak Prescott and it's like there's a lot more I don't even know who Mason the, like, Rudolphs yeah there's a lot more Mason Rudolphs and Duck Hodges and um and and David Fails of the world out there than there are Russell Wilsons and Dak Prescott so you could do that and go to camp with three guys and probably go five and 12 you could trade up for you trade up for one of the quarterbacks all of a sudden maybe get a little success and try and get your your contract extension and then try and move like because inevitably somebody's quarterback is going to go down right it always happens in training camp so what do you do hey say hey we'll throw you the nick Foles. we'll throw you the nick Foles life raft for a first round compensatory picks Compensatory no, picks, so fourth no, you round pick. Compensa- you wouldn't get compensatory picks. You would you not get a first to... round pick for Nick Foles. Yeah, Matt's. Well, no, it depends. It depends like on what the situation. Depends on what the situation is. For Depen- Nick because- Foles, not for Nick Foles. For desperation, dude. It's not desperation. For not for Nick Foles. I, mean, I, I would say not like a first round pick, but you know what I mean. You could Mariota, get, you could get, maybe you could get something rounder. a little bit. You could get something a little bit better for him, right? Like maybe you could turn it. You flip Wait, it into a third or a second. I, I, I want to enter Zach's mind palace here. What exactly? I'm trying to spin zone this. I'm trying to say like maybe you like you end up having an inventory of a surplus of quarterbacks that when there is a team who does not have a has a deficit of quarterbacks, you trade them one of your quarterbacks you do not need so that you get you recoup a benefit for the quarterback that you I don't do not need anyone, anymore anyone's gonna call about nick Foles. they might call economics it's economics 101 art of the deal boom art of the deal toilet get I out mean, yeah what is this quarterback room gonna look like it's probably gonna be those two guys and then a, a kid that we draft is there any probably. incentive for those guys to help the kid that we draft out, like, does that even happen in the NFL? Like, do does anyone, unless you're like on the, you know, the very twilight of your career or you're a career backup, like, what incentive do either of those guys have to help Trey Lance or Mac Jones? I, one yeah, of there's most? no such thing. Like, who cares about the quarterback room? Like, oh, we got a great room. Which coincidentally, Ryan Pace and and Andrew Luck do have the same voice as that Andre the Giant voice, but they could talk about collaboration in the room and. How they, you know, get, oh, we got we got great team chemistry. We got great collaboration in the room. But like, who yeah, gives a fuck? The- I want to fucking win football games. Like, it's back to the Mark Trestman. You know, we had a great week of practice. Like, oh, cool. Then how come it doesn't translate into wins? The quarterback room myth is perpetuated by the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers situation, which is unique in the past decade of NFL. There has not been like, Decades, oh, yeah, the bet. The backup just like came in and was like shit hot and was like the best quarterback ever immediately because they were able to learn behind. But again, a quarterback in the twilight of his career. You know what we need to do? What? You know what we need to do? This is what we do. One, uh, that's an exorcism. Good idea. Number two, we replicate replicate Kansas City. Okay. We got oh, Nagy. Oh, draft Pat Mahomes. We go. No. We sign. We sign Alex Smith. Okay. We dump the rest of our quarterback room, and oh, then okay. we get a gunslinger from a program that threw the ball a lot. 
Maybe uh, thinking like uh, Kyle Chan. Trask or <laughs> maybe Sam Ellinger. Like a... <laughs> no, I mean he does have a million passes. Like you do know what you're going to get if you get Sam, um, or Colt Brennan. Uh already thinking about you know drafting the Oklahoma quarterback Spencer Rattler like two years out. So that's a rattler. So Jesus that's what you do. No, and, then, and then and then you and the then absolute you, state of names in this country. Spencer Rattler, get out of here. <laughs> and then you replicate the Kansas City quarterback room, right? They got a great room. So then you have Alex Smith mentoring whoever your new highly touted draft pick is. Boom. I got an idea. Kill me. I, I'm I'm on board with toilet here. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? The Who Bulls. Care? The Bulls are going to make the playoffs, baby. How about that? The Bulls are going to make the playoffs, baby. How about that? Um, I have some are we specific. Gonna make the playoffs, playoffs. Or are we going to make the eight, seven seed? We're going to make. Uh, we're going to make the, the Bulls playoffs, are going to be playoffs. the six seed. Yeah, dude. Look the hell out. Dream big. Um, the the situation. I mean, like, I, I we've gone into this season before, like mentally, we have been in this space before. Um, I, I guess, like, going into the 2017 season as well. Although, at least in that season, we had the number four pick instead of whatever the Bears have this year, 17 or 19 or whatever it is. Uh, it's it's pretty bad. Um, and we always say that we're like, I, I'm. I guess I have something to do, find something else to do on Sundays. And I have never been able to do it. Yeah. We're going to watch. I will, will, I will live with this pain. This is my burden. Yeah. I think that we all, none of us really think we're a quarterback away uh, as much as we hope that we're a quarterback away. We're, we're an elite quarterback away, but we're all, we're, we're a, if we get a good to very good quarterback, we're still a couple steps away. I think from really, you know what so. say, you know what, how far the bears are away. Here's what's going to get the bears 10 times closer. If the entire McCaskey family and Ted Phillips are pushed into Lake Michigan in a canoe without a paddle, that is the future of the franchise. Like getting them as far away from the bears as possible because that is just their golden egg that they will sit upon forever and nothing will happen. Oh man. Well, thanks for bumming me out. We had to talk about it, man. Now we don't have to talk about it until okay. training camp. Great. Or free agency or Next the draft, week. I suppose. <laughs> no, we, we don't have to talk about free agency because the bears are going to lose a shitload of players. Like they're going to lose oh. a keen Hicks. Like they're going to toilet. You really want to talk about something really quick. Mm. Just that it just came through. The bears are re-signing Effetti. Okay. Oh, I thought you hated him. No, I hate Mazzy and Leno. Oh, well, well I mostly gone. hate Leno. And I got that soda. Effetti <laughs> boys. I know. Us. <laughs> uh, Wade hair is good. Uh, Daniel should be back. Kyle long apparently is unretiring. Yeah, he's not, not to come to the to Bears. Bears. <laughs> not to come to the. He's going to Kansas City or Las Vegas. Oh, he's probably going to go to. He's going to go to Kansas City. Fires is that already known? Yeah. Is that he's had like two meetings? Mitchell Swartz. Dude, that sucks. Like, come on. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I mean, he got he got fucking shat on on his way out. I mean, he was hurt a lot, and that's not really his fault. But who who shit on him? The media. No, I think the he he was pretty he was like very he like towed the line very much. 
about the team and team first message. And then when he was like, after they restructured his deal and then cut him, he was just kind of like double middle fingers to the team. Cause like mm. they kind of wanted to like take care of him, but then not really. Mm. Well, I don't know. We'll see. There's a, there's a long way to go offensive line wise. I don't think going younger will hurt and getting some fresh blood in there will definitely help. Charles Leonard Jr. Has not been my favorite player. So, the offensive line was fine last year. Monty is good, but I like, like you said. I like Mustafer. Mustafer is pretty awesome. Mustafer yeah. Jones is not skin and bones. Their yeah. interior, their interior is really good with bars. Alex, I got bars. Uh, white hair. Um, Daniels. Daniels and uh, Mustafer. I think that's that's good, and it's good to have one extra. I mean, it kind of sucks that you. <sighs> We're going into another year of Charles Leno. Junior, excuse me. Don't want to confuse him with his father. Yep. Sex haver, Charles Leno Jr. Senior. <laughs> oh my God. When is that going to happen when somebody, instead of going junior to the senior. second, yeah, just becomes junior <laughs> hyphenated senior. Juniors. Ken, <laughs> I love Griffey, it. Ken Griffey Jr. names his son just Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. Jr. Yes, I'm in. Um, okay, where do we want to go next? We need to talk about Luke's urethra before we wrap up. We've kind of been on here for a while, but I feel like that's something we have to address before Friday. Well, um, I think this goes into one of Zach's topics, and I think I'm going to have more to say about the entire experience next week, so I don't really want to like show my hand too much necessarily. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Zach has a segment in here called Podcast Will. I am going under... Um, so if, if there's anything that I need to bequeath to my fellow podcast hosts in this moment, I suppose now would be the last time to get it on record. Might I, might I ask you, are you of sound body and mind in this moment? Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking hot. Yo, this this body is popping. Are you of sound mind? Cause you do not sound it right now. What what do you mean? Uh, I'm not. Are you? I said, are you of sound mind and body meeting? You can actually make a proclamation of will. Yes, I can. Okay, so for all the all the lawyers listening, Luke is of sound mind and body, and this is not an editing technique. This is not an editing technique. I won't go back after I've had six whiskeys um, in the editing process and make myself sound drunk during this segment. <laughs> Just yeah, uh, please don't play it on half speed because we'll all sound. We'll sound. Okay, continue, Zach. I'm okay, so I was going to say you have a sound mind and body. What would you? Uh, we we you know as we've told the the viewers a couple of times, you uh, will be going under for a fairly routine surgery. Correct. Very routine. Very routine. Fairly was uh, was uh, uh, wrong of me. A very routine surgery um do you want to describe to the uh viewers about it because i don't want to violate any hipaa laws i'm having a kidney stone removed laparoscopically pulverized pulverized and pulverized (laughs) he's just he's just having uh mike tyson punch him in the kidneys repeatedly until he pees blood right up his pee hole that's it that's how it that's how it comes out that's how it gets done fellas crystalline crystalline Fentanyl, According, pure fentanyl. Oh yeah, kidney stone. Hopefully, you get fentanyl to recover. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure they'll put me on a fentanyl patch. A, um, dry, I, a, apply directly to penis shape. 
Just slap this to your scrotum. <laughs> so yes, patch. I, I am getting the a, go- uh, a gooch patch. <laughs> man, that that would that would be a that would be a trip. I am getting a, I suppose, um, a man who still has yet to have children's version of the March Madness vasectomy. So brave. Oh yes. How much? Well, uh, are you are you upset though to figure out to find that you don't get the Thursday games this year? Um, I, I mean, what do you want me to do, Zach? <laughs> I, I'm going to be on know, the couch maybe, maybe... all fucking weekend. <laughs> so, so, uh, what day is the surgery? Friday. Oh, it's per- it's, can you can you watch? Can you have them like put the, the put like the the game up on the screen? Zach, like, I'm being I'm being put under anesthesia. Can they put some headphones on so you can listen yeah. to Jim Nance? <laughs> yeah. So I can like in a fever dream have Jim Nance and his ties floating through my brain. It's just a picture of his toast floating around in your head. Uh so we'll get a full update next week, but you did kind of bring up March Madness. Do you uh Zach, you specifically brought up brackets. Do you have some takes? Or uh... no, no, not yet. Because I want to keep talking. I want to keep talking about. Want to make sure that we get Luke's uh, final will and testament. Oh, okay, yeah. For the week. What do you want from Luke? For the week, dibs. Um, dibs. I want his bracket. Oh, okay. and I want his. Uh, I want his GameStop winnings. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't buy GameStop. Mm. Um, Zach, I officially bequeath unto you upon time of death or brain death. Um, a my bracket. Um, my bracket. My bracket. You can have them both. The bracket in our group as well as the one in Uncle Ronnie's special bracket sauce group. Um, <laughs> and I also bequeath unto you my current DraftKings account. Um, yes. My current William Hill account, which can only be cashed out in New Jersey. Um, and is and, a debt of negative three thousand dollars. Right actually, now. you yeah, you have a deficit restoration <laughs> obligation on this. So actually, you owe the good fine folks at William and Hill three thousand dollars. <laughs> and and the uh, proceeds of our shared gambling account, uh, of which is roughly seven hundred dollars in Bitcoin. Yeah, it's uh, yeah sitting sitting somewhere in in a Latvian bank account. <laughs> in a Latvian PayPal account, probably. Let's be realistic. One singular Dogecoin. I almost yeah, bought have... Bitcoin in 2013. That would have been tight. Re- regrets. That would have been, been cool. Cause... I would. I would not be working right now. I would be. How uh... did you? How did you know? Like, did you know about it from like Reddit or what? And just internet stuff. Yeah like stumbling across it and I was like trying to set up a wallet, but it was still like pretty sketchy back then. There wasn't yeah. like Coinbase. There wasn't like an app to do it. You had to like do uh, like the iron key or whatever the fuck it's called. I, I think what a lot of people fail to realize in situations like that is like just kind of how difficult it actually was back then to buy a Bitcoin to hold on to your Bitcoin and then to be able to liquidate your Bitcoin into cash if you ever did want to get rid of it because people will talk about oh my gosh like this guy you know it's so much so much bitcoin and like yeah there was it was like the wild west back then like yeah even if like, you were to have even if you were to have like 50 bitcoins like there's a very good possibility you'd go into your wallet and they'd all be fucking gone 
and they're or just gone like, forever. What what could you buy with them at that point? Like yeah. child prostitutes and research chemicals. Like yeah, it's, it's it. like only black market stuff. Yeah. Or, it's like or anybody gambling. who was anybody who was into it was kind of like outing themselves of being like a basically like I know they're probably rich and super wealthy and they don't care anymore, but it's like yeah, you're kind of like an internet troll of like the oh no, I, I'm just in it for 2010s. the game of uh, destabilizing <laughs> fiat currency. <laughs> Guys, I just love blockchain, man. I love blockchain. I don't, I don't love I don't love my fentanyl patches and uh, and uh, human trafficking. Trust um, me. Toilet, is there anything that you would like me to bequeath unto you? Oh, um, um your uh, your knee. My oh, knee. Yeah, yeah your I knees. Can, can toilet have your knees? Yeah, can we harvest from you over the next fifty years of our own lifetimes? I mean, I am an organ donor. Hmm. But I don't think knees like... aren't knees aren't organs though. But I mean, like like toilet, you know, he might need knee replacements. They, they take them from cadavers. Could you be like, hey, um, I want. I'm donating my body, my organs, but they're only can you, can my mates be first? <laughs> but they don't necessarily need anything right now because that's how organ transplants work. They just keep things on ice until they're yeah. ready. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I I call dibs on on Luke's hair. Oh just yeah, like, just like I would the, kill the for some of those crop. follicles. Yeah, the dude. fresh crop on top. Yes, you, you. I think that actually may work. The way you think it does. Mm. If you want to have hair plugs with my hair, go nuts, man. Oh, wow. That's pretty rad. That would be pretty cool. Um, it would I, feel more like match pal, I feel like our pal Andrew would need those. Uh, yeah. I feel like it more matches your coloration, Zach, or our pal Andrew. Toilet less so, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you would look very funny with like very dark hair. A little, yeah. little two-tone Malone. <laughs> two-tone Malone in it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Luke in the front, toilet in the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I hope you live, buddy. I hope you live for yeah, many yeah, more no. years. Same here, dude. <laughs> we hope we hope you we hope you live. This is just my, for comedy entertainment. My uh, doctor said that nobody that he's uh, done the surgery on has died, and he's the head of urologic okay. oncology at Rush University. So I feel like I'm probably ever heard not, of it. Like the most severe case of whatever he's ever seen. He knows his way around. A he's urethra. not lifting an entire kidney out of my body because it has cancer, for example. So I feel like if he can do stuff like that, I should be okay. Was yeah. this the, is this the Karis Levert thing? This is not the Karis Levert thing. Oh, okay. Although, I, I just saw he had like a kidney problem. He had cancer in his kidney oh, that was shit. discovered. It was like discovered in a similar way in that he had just like a full body scan and they found something. This is just a kidney stone. This is your like bog standard kidney stone that's too big. So they have to blow it up. Um, his was like a much more serious thing. Dude, can you ask your your doctor if like, you know, if you've got the biggest kidney stone that he's ever seen? I guarantee you I don't. I mean, if he could just rank them. I mean, we are we're dying for brackets. So, like, if he could just put a bracket together of all the kidney stones, I think what what what, what seed do you think you'd come in at? I play a like a like an eleven six eleven matchup. I, I'm I'm a sixteen seed definitely. <laughs> like in terms of like ones where they need to have surgical intervention, like definitely a 16 like zach if you want to be a one seed those aren't kidney stones that are measured in millimeters those are measured in inches buddy <laughs> like how do you like are you able to like walk 
if you have that. I feel like it'd just be like uncomfortably pushing against all your organs. Shout out to the MLB catcher who just like ripped out a kidney stone midway through a game and just like during in a, a seventh inning stretch and just continued to play. That's a very hockey guy move. That is was that, was that like Brian McCann or something? No, I don't remember who it was. Just search like MLB catcher kidney stone during game. A- MLB catcher goes pee during game. See what MLB videos catcher. come up. It has a rock oh, in Miguel, his... Miguel Olivo passes kidney stone during game. Returns. <laughs> returns like a Returns boss. to action half inning later. <laughs> Didn't even miss an ad bat. That's the thing too. Like you can just oh have God. them and and nothing happens, and they just like hang out there, possibly forever. But my doctor was like, "Yeah, if if this happens, like he described it as the sword of Damocles, which I was like, so there's a reference for you. Um, but basically, it's a time bomb that could go off at any time, and you're gonna you're gonna feel it if it wants to go anywhere." Oh, meaning like the the thing will explode or it'll start pushing out? It'll start pushing out and you'll be very uncomfortable, possibly like incapacitating pain. God, what do you think like our ancestors did before all this modern medicine? Died. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why do you think we're so horny? That's why we're made so horny, because we're meant to spread our seed as much as possible and then die at a ripe age of 30. All right, any bracket talk, any serious bracket talk? Oklahoma State, I don't think, has the juice, even though Cade Cunningham rocks. Yeah, he destroyed the fuck out of Marquette in a game earlier this year. He was really good. Mm. Um, Oh, actually, uh, Luke, as uh, somebody who made a lot of money on GameStop and then used it to I, buy, I didn't buy Archie, GameStop. <laughs> Archie Miller, how was uh, – oh, sorry, excuse all the uh, Bitcoin that you bought in 2000. Thank you. 13 with Mark Cuban and then using your Cyberdust app to delete all of your incriminating tweets. Um, how was uh, how was the uh, Archie Miller buyout? How was that meeting with the AD at IU? You know what? It really went great. Um, we're such good pals, you know, as a as a major donor to the university. Um, no, that that story is crazy. That like one booster just like bought out the contract. That that's a baller ass move. You don't see that stuff at Indiana usually. That's usually like an Oklahoma or Texas. It's like or- a, yeah, like an Alabama, like um, uh, Oklahoma State, like T Boone Pickens, who's got more money than God, just like comes in and is like, you know what? I don't like Mike Gundy anymore, or R.I.P. T Boone Pickens. But I guess a family of T Boone Pickens. Precisely. Sam Walton, the Walton family with Arkansas. Yeah, Jerry Jones intervening at uh, where where is he in Te- Texas? Arkansas, Arkansas. That's right. Yeah, as if Arkansas needed more money, they got the Waltons and Jerry Jones. I know. Fun fact: Jerry Jones played football there, but I think that was back when, like, basically, if you were over six foot two, like you were the you were like a four letter or a three or tri letter athlete in college. We, we discussed this at length on the podcast. Oh, yeah, just how being an athlete in the 1960s is not compare at all to being an athlete nowadays. Exactly. I was born in the wrong era. <laughs> Twitter, you probably would have been the starting center for, like, the Boston Celtics. Yeah, for, like, you probably would have been able to go play at, like, like the Northwestern starting center. 
I would have been the Decatur Staley's mascot. Yeah, you would you would have played there, and then you would have gone on to have a career as an offensive lineman for the Bears, and then you would be like, what would have been your what would have been your off season job? Like, what did you go and mailman? Selling cars? No, Selling I'd cars. sell cars for sure. Sell cars? Yeah, yeah, because you'd sell cars, and you'd be like, hey, buy a car from me, you get a signed jersey. Huh, yep, cool, Boom. awesome, boom. Yep, that's Take what a people picture. want. Truck month, baby. Every month is truck month, except during <laughs> the season because I'm busy. No, because you're trucking in the season. Trucking. It's trucking months. <laughs> trucking month and then truck month. <laughs> when you play in the old line, baby, oh, in the trenches. Oh, the trucking month. You're always trucking. Yeah, you, you, no, that's, you, do, you do a promo and you bring your fellow offensive linemen in, and that would be like truck month because you'd have all of you guys as big trucks. Boom. We did Boom. it. If you like pancakes just on the field, cars. come down to toilets, Chevy Dodge <laughs> Subaru in the 60s for some reason for a pancake <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sell you a Chevy and flip you up some pancakes. <laughs> the boys go back in time and make a, a cool million dollars. I would I think do it. We, I, think we I think we could have done it because Twitter, you would have been the football player and the moneymaker. Luke would have been the Mad Men Don Draper advertiser and then mm-hmm. I would have been the accountant who hid all the money from the government. Yes, there we a go. wanderer. There we go. Okay, if we ever get if in any, if machine. any, if any law enforcement are listening, I have never hid any money before ever. <laughs> if any law enforcement are listening, ignore the part about Rick and Morty vape pens and the part about <laughs> ecstasy and drugs being cool for children. <laughs> yeah. All right, I think we did it, boys. Anything else we need to cover this week? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, Luke, we we wish you a very speedy recovery. We know it's going to be such long, arduous hours of pounding Miller lattes on the couch watching college basketball, but somebody has to do it, and somebody has to get better, and so we're happy that you're getting better, and we're happy that you have some some time to, 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 to kill this weekend and to get better and you know have your have your have your lovely girlfriend go get everything you need in the world for you so you know what my minor setback for a major comeback there we go there we go and he's still gonna edit this fucking episode before he goes because he's such a he's such a boss and he's gonna edit he's gonna edit four or five days after and so we're gonna get like we're gonna get a nice podcast four or five days after the procedure as well too Shoot, we should podcast with you. Can we podcast with you while you're in the room, in the you, surgery we, room? Uh, no podcasting on anesthesia whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, that, you tried to do a that live. A po- ago. It's a live podcast. <laughs> yeah, you tried to broach that with me, and that's no dice, man. No D say. No. D-say. All right. Thanks for the well wishes, boys. I'll talk to you uh, next week. Love your mother. Love you. Love you. Bring your mothers. So